Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Last Minute Cast here of uh, Last Minute Continue with myself, John Turbo Finley, uh, here for the month of August. This is being recorded in August, but it's probably going to be, you know, released in September and whatnot, which is typical because, uh, you know, I like to Damn leave things... time. <laughs> Damn you, time. I like to leave things last, but um, last minute. But uh, hey, it's kind of like the core of the you know website but um no uh this month uh instead of me solo uh winging it uh like it did last month uh for uh the month of july uh for the month of august i've got a couple of the last minute continue crew members here to give their thoughts on uh, the month of august and uh, uh you know various things that they might have on their mind uh first up we have uh, pete titans creed nevico here hello and uh, over here we have the random genius, Ian, I've forgotten your last name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good last name. I must take that up. Um, hello. It's nice to be here. Thanks for uh, inviting me. Cool. So um, we're going to go straight into it with uh, the top um, topic of August. Now, August is quite a special month for a lot of us. Uh, it was um, always one month that we would always appreciate for uh, for a number of years and it was always the month of summer of sonic and uh i think i briefly talked about it um last month but uh, during this month there was a kickstarter campaign that was uh, done by two of the main you know two of the mainish <laughs> kind of like people uh, behind summer of sonic being that of uh, uh sven jocelyn and uh, and tough uh, organizing the Kickstarter for the Sonic Adventure Music Experience UK um, event that will be taking place in December. And um, it uh, finished up its campaign earlier in August, and it finally um, ended on a high note, being that it sold out the entire listing of tickets that they had for the venue that they booked. Um, I'm just going to throw it around uh, the table here uh, with uh, Pete. You can start this off. Uh, what's your thoughts on how the Kickstarter went and uh, how uh, you feel looking forward to this event that will be happening in a very cold time of the, uh, of the year, the winter of Eggman, essentially, uh, that uh, <laughs> will, will be happening? I mean, they announced it pretty much, uh, pretty much relying on the fact that everyone that's been to Summer of Sonic would want a Summer of Sonic-esque type thing again. It's got Jun and the majority of the band of Crush 40, so it's just going to be a musical appearance. It's not... No Johnny, uh, which is, isn't is a bad thing. Uh, I think a lot of people know my feelings on the, the, the current vocal of Crush 40 and how it's not as good as it used to be. It's not um, like uh, Johnny has, hasn't been doing other things. He's been touring with his other bands um for a number of years actually you know yeah, but that, that, that's not my point my my point is is that i'm kind of glad that johnny's not there mm. fair enough um uh it, it's good uh it's it's running and things it's gonna be good to see quite a few people again that would uh want to see uh the crush 40 side of things uh but more the the music experience that was only in japan previously it seems to be that Jun's whole idea is to take Crush 40 on a North American tour eventually anyway. So, I mean, this could be a big step up. It also allows um, 
Adam and Sven to get into the more just presenting side of things that are, are more than just a convention. So it's another notch on their belt as well. Yeah. And I think uh, the big thing for this is just all of us coming back together to kind of like meet and have fun and whatnot. And I think, Ian, um, I, I don't know who you're probably going to be uh, wanting to see. You're going to, uh, you're going to uh, see him, aren't you? Uh, actually, I'm not. Oh, dang um, it. I, would, I did want to go, but unfortunately, uh, certain real-life uh, things have come up which meant that I can't actually go there. Uh, All right. But if you so. were w wanting to go, I'm sure that um, the main thing to going to this event would have been to meet up with all the guys again and just, like, you know, having fun, having a blast, having a good time, essentially. Just like what Summer Sonic has always been there is having a good yes. time with friends and, you know, having laughs. Indeed, indeed. It's the sort of, it's half and half for me. Half of it is the actual fact of sort of enjoying listening to the music of the sort of adventure games because some of the tracks on it are actually really good. And as being someone who hasn't, um, who didn't sort of didn't play the Sonic games when younger, I mean, sort of was introduced it to them when I was much older. Um, the music still holds up quite well for a, a few things, so it would have been nice to have heard that in a live environment. But, as you said, on the flip side, meeting up with various people again, so um, all the rest of the Last Minute Continue guys, uh, people from other um, fan groups who are also associated with it as well. Um, so yeah, it would have been nice, but unfortunately I couldn't make it due to various factors. But no doubt there'll be another one at some point in the near future. Maybe something to do with, uh, uh, I don't know, spring of E123 Omega. <laughs> I, was, I think I think the more su suitable name would have been Spring of Cream, but, uh, you know, because, you know, Cream, Rabbit, Easter. Ah, true. Spring, so, well, would have made much more sense. But, uh, no, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, it coming in uh, December. So, obviously, be on the ear out for uh, our December show, where we'll probably talk about uh, our experience, uh, some of us at least, because I know uh, a lot of the Last Minute Continue crew is going to be uh, going there. Bar Ian, sadly, I know. It's, it's kind of disheartening that. But, um, no, I'm really looking forward to this. And I was very um, happy that uh, this uh, Kickstarter full, fully sold out, uh, even with uh, the VIP tickets that they released uh, midway through as well, which um, I myself, I've upgraded to uh, that VIP uh, thing because it's, it's, it's evident. I want to see June again. I want to, you know, be able to shake his hand. I mean, it's, like, it's not like, a, uh, I don't think any of us was going to get any kind of like special treatment if we did just show up with a standard ticket and just, uh, you know, expect to just, you know, get in the backstage area and, uh, <laughs> like that, because I do remember that, um, when I was in Japan, uh, in 2014 for the Crush 4E two nights to remember uh, gigs that was happening then and i was lucky enough to get backstage you know and i was just on a whim i don't think i'm gonna get that there kind of will like luck. be some promotional vip tickets that they would have used Aye. as well you've got to remember that yeah but it is a special event essentially this is like the a very big it's like in the same level uh several same level as uh, video games live essentially um having that kind of like caliber but not on the orchestrate orchestral kind of like scale 
it's just more um it's only going to be like a, a 30 to 40 minute set yeah so it's, it's not gonna be massively long no but anyway moving away from that main topic uh for to this month's uh, podcast or live cast or lightning tip so lmc cast um it's a cast which is may or may not be live it's schrodinger's cast schrodinger's it's, podcast it's a live somewhere that's what it is um <laughs> We're going to move on to the topic of uh, movies. Now, uh, last month, um, I talked about uh, you know a couple of movies I saw, obviously being that of uh, the Avengers Endgame and Spider-Man and whatnot. But uh, this month, I want to talk about uh, a movie that I did see um, that was released last month, but I didn't uh, get a chance to watch it until later in August, uh, was uh, Toy Story 4. Um, basically, uh, I've always been a big fan of pixar movies uh although granted there's some that i'm not uh that i haven't gone out of my way to watching like um finding dory it's like i didn't really go out of my way to watch that because i thought finding nemo was fine enough it didn't need a sequel but um but no toy story 4 um i ha- i've always had a special place in my heart for the toy story franchise uh ever since the first film and uh some half of me was kind of like thinking, really a fourth one? They really need to do a fourth one. Uh, and then another half of me said, "Well, I need to see this fourth one. I w- I want to see how things progress after the third one because I thought the third one was like the perfect end to that kind of like uh, series. Uh, but um, I know Ian, you were uh, thinking of going to see this because you're probably a, a big uh, Pixar nut as well. Probably not yes. as big as uh, J- uh, Jamie, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I always enjoy Pixar films. Um, I, do, I do feel as though when it does go into the sequel territory, it can either be very good. See, for example, uh, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, uh, or very bad. See Cars 2, Cars 3. Um, there doesn't seem to be a sort of a middle ground for uh, Pixar sequels, so I... I am apprehensive of seeing it, but the fact is, is that it, from what I've heard, it does something completely different to to the standard thing. So it's, you expect it to go one way, but then it goes somewhere somewhere else, and that kind of thing is always quite sort of um, interesting in sequels. So um, yeah, I'll, I'm going to get around to seeing it at some point, um, hopefully soon. But uh, yeah, it's something I def- that's definitely on my to watch list. Hmm. Um, I mean, I've still got a few more that I'm kind of looking forward to, especially next month. Next month, uh, there's some really good, interesting ones uh, uh, coming out. In in particularly, I'm looking forward to um, uh, It Chapter 2. Uh, so look out for me talking about that when we go into next month. Uh, Pete, is there any movies you've kind of like? Uh... I don't really bother with movies. Like, uh, I think the cinema is overrated and expensive as it is. But in terms of TV series and bits and pieces like that, The Dark Crystal's just come out, so I'll be interested in watching that on Netflix. I've just finished watching the new season of Shira. I just got into Stranger Things because of uh, the new Dead by Daylight DLC. So I've just watched all three seasons of that in a, about two to three weeks. So. And what was your thoughts on the the Stranger Things? it's one of those series that lives up to the hype like i try to avoid stuff which has a massive hype drain like 
the last time I tried to watch a series that had uh, a massive hype build was Game of Thrones. Did all of one season in a weekend and just didn't like it, so just gave up on it. Yeah, because I think uh, all I hear from Stranger Things is all all the kind of like eighties references, and whatnot. Yeah, you don't really look out for them though. Like it, it's just a good show in its own right. Like, unfortunately, each season e- each season is really slow to watch. Uh, for at the beginning, like episode one and two are really slow, but from episode three to nine onwards in every season, it's it's really good. Yeah, I I think that's the the point of a good show is that don't let one aspect of the show overpower its narrative. So, you know, I don't know why many people were obviously just harping on about, oh, this is a great 80s throwback and whatnot. It's like, no, just focus on the story, focus on the narrative of uh, and the characters. You know, don't forget I mean, about the references. Can... That's why that's why uh, Ready Player One sucked. Ah, <laughs> yes, Ready Player One, aka a pop culture reference, the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've I've read a sample of the book, um, and it was just basically pop culture reference, pop culture reference, pop culture reference, DeLorean, pop culture reference. In this case, of, okay, what's the story? Uh, aside from people really like stuff in the eighties, and there's no cultural points at this point past that point, despite it being set in the middle of the twenty first century. Yeah, but that was Demolition Man. Well, at least that was funny. <laughs> oh yeah, Demolition Man was funny. The fact that, um, yes, the, the and, and it had action, and it had good action to boot as well. It was like it had it mixed. It had a good bit of satire to it as well. Yes. So, but yeah, uh, no. Um, with going back to you, Pete, with um, Shira, uh, I it I I've heard really good things about uh, the Shira. Um, it's very good. And, and they've just announced uh, a He-Man series that's going to come out, which is going to be headed by Kevin Smith, uh, I believe. Kevin Smith, yes, thank you. Yeah, I was hearing that as well. Uh, now that's really making me tempted, because I was actually tempted of actually signing up for uh, Netflix. I might do it next month, because also last month uh, when I was, uh, actually, well, the n- month before, I actually talked about, I think I talked about this on the last uh, month's uh, podcast, but uh, I saw like the first few episodes of castlevania on netflix with kev uh when it was down uh for uh cox college now, now that's the, 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 f- the, the first the first season of castlevania is really good because it condenses a lot of things into like three episodes mm-hmm. the second season is just slow to get into because it's just it's very slow up until you get to the last couple of episodes where it's the big fight scenes which I, is really I, good i must disagree with you there i actually like the slow burn of the second season because the slow build-up and such is the is basically the case of sort of okay this is sort of this is how dracula operates this is how his minions operates this is how everything goes on behind the scenes and it's not all just dracula is the king yeah There's... but a castlevania game is always fast-paced and dodging everything and getting you into the action straight away true which was uh, effectively season one season two is then basically the let's search around the castle and find the items bit of it yeah but then they went in the castle until it appeared at the end that's 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 my biggest problem. Like they they tried to go too much into the backstory of Belmont Law, and it, it held away from like the majority of the story. Well, I it I think it's that is it's an agree to disagree kind yes, of I thing. I think it's an agree to disagree. It's it's a subjective thing. I found it sort of really sort of engaging and building, but uh, yeah, your mileage may vary on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, we all have our tastes. Um, 
another thing that I kind of been, uh, but yeah, I definitely need to get myself a, a Netflix uh, account now um, as soon as uh, possible. But uh, another thing that uh, we're got, moving uh, from one animation series to another, I actually been watching, um, finishing up a couple of you know more seasons of anime through Crunchyroll and whatnot. But one particular one that that's actually only been shown on Funimation's um, uh, streaming platform is uh, that's really got my attention. It's really you know f- found some kind of like uh, fun and joy with it. And it also kind of relates to me because obviously it's um, it's a show that it's regard of like you know keeping yourself fit and stuff like that. Uh, I've forgotten the Japanese title, but I think it vaguely transfer uh, translates to how how much uh, how much do you lift or how, how much do the w- uh, weight of your dumbbells lift or something like that. Um, and it's got a really catchy theme song to it as well, which. Immediately with a uh, anime, if you've got a really catchy theme song that you can get stuck in your head, then you have to like watch the series. And uh, I've been watching. I think uh, there's up to what was it eight episodes, seven, seven or eight episodes so far. And um, I've I've just been watching with the ads. I haven't signed up for an account or anything like that. And I've been watching subbed. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've been enjoying that one very much um i don't know you guys ca- caught it at all or it's not the sort of anime i'd watch um i kind of keep down to like three anime per season uh and since we're in the new season my current three are arafuta shokugu geo uh disekai saiku it's an action adventure fantasy one basically uh, a bunch of normal kids get transported to this uh dimension and uh, they have to work their way and like beat the big bad in order to return to the home realm. Mm. Uh, Doctor Stone, based on a, a really good manga, uh, the whole of humanity is um, uh, turned into stone. About thirty seven hundred years later, they start breaking out, and they uh, all technology's gone. Like humanity's essentially restarted again. And uh, the last one is uh, Dungeon Da Wo. Motomedo nowhere Makigata or how to pick up a girl is it right to pick up girls in a dungeon season 2 ah yes um it's cool uh, uh second season is getting into a lot of good stuff now so um, it's enjoyable but those are, those are my top 3 for this season that I'm watching at the moment um, Ian it, uh, well Ian have you got any the season that you've been I watching I don't watch as much uh, as uh, as I would like I hardly have much free time to watch TV I do like so uh, finding time to watch new things is uh, kind of hard at the minute but uh, yeah it's uh, there's always sort of the whole thing is that sort of there's always so much choice and there's so much variety it's a case of well I, I've i heard really good things about this one I've heard really good things about this one and s- such uh, I mean I'm just finally getting around to, to watching uh, Full, Mal- Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, despite the fact that I've actually owned it f- uh, the uh, DVD series for the past year um, purely down to other things that's going on at the minute, but... Uh, you really in- Did you watch the original Full Metal? I did, yes You'll, you'll enjoy the different directions it, it takes, uh, at least and if you do get round to, once you finish Brotherhood try to watch Sacred Stone of Milos because it's a really good film as well So yes, um not as much as I would like, but then again, I have been watching a lot of um, things on uh, on Amazon Prime and Netflix, so stuff like Good Omens, 
that was released a couple of months back. And uh, all the old stuff I used to watch when I was a kid. Um, I don't know if any of you remember, but uh, there was a show that I used to really like, which was basically, here's a, here's a figure called the Masked Magician. He's going to tell you how to do magic tricks. I'm when aware of multiple shows like that that used to be on like Sky One and stuff yeah, like that. I, yeah, I think it it's called the uh, you know uh, Magician's uh, Secrets yeah, uh, uh, Revealed uh, or something like that. Yeah, Magic's Greatest Secrets Finally Revealed. It, it's it, it it's funny because uh, I just saw uh, a review of a series that spun off from that called uh, Expose Wrestling's Greatest Secrets, and uh, obviously the uh, me me and Pete obviously we we probably know of this one because this showed up on like channel five, like several times um, during its run and whatnot. And it was just, you know, it was at first, obviously when not knowing much about that and you get to see the, the, the behind the scene things and stuff like that. And it's kind of enlightening. Now looking back at it, it's like, eh, <laughs> it's like, it's a bit outdated at times as well. So, you know, it's the same. I, I guess it's the same with magic as well. Like yeah, it's, it's basically that whole sort of time capsule of late nineties um, magic tropes and such. Uh, so it's just basically more of a time capsule more than anything. Case of this is how they used to do magic back in the day, and nowadays we have people dressed up in dragon costumes doing uh, magic akin to Jack D. Uh, Piff the Magic Dragon. In case you're wondering, a uh, very good uh, magician up here at the Edinburgh Fringe. Um, speaking of which, uh, that's been um, the big thing that's uh, been happening down in Edinburgh, which you live uh, live nearby, I believe. Um, how's that been for uh, the last month or so? Um, so, for those who are not aware, the Edinburgh Fringe is a giant arts festival that happens in the month of August, uh, mainly encapsulated with the Edinburgh Fringe, but also the Edinburgh Arts Festival, the Edinburgh Book Festival, and uh, other things. And basically, we can sum up the entirety of the Edinburgh Festival as such. Why are there so many delayed buses? Um, yeah, the, the bus system gets stretched to breaking point. And uh, something that may interest um, people is that's going to get stretched to breaking point even more next month. Uh, because a little film is being recorded up here in Edinburgh. I uh, don't know if you've heard of it. It's called uh, Fast and Furious 9. Ah... Uh... So yeah, they're closing up a bunch of roads because they're doing an entire month's worth of filming up um, around Edinburgh. So uh, that's going to be interesting. Oh, uh, I mean, it's only fitting because Glasgow got uh, all that uh, attention with uh, uh, Avengers. Uh, what was it? Infinity War, mostly? Um, actually, no. Edinburgh got Infinity War. Um, Coburn oh, Street right. um, was, was part of it, as is gloriously pointed out in various shops now down there. Oh. As seen in Avengers: Infinity War was before was as seen on Harry Potter. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, like a lot of uh, Scottish uh, kind of like um, cities and whatnot have been used in big budget kind of like films as of late. Uh, I think I think it's just mainly because it's cheaper, I guess. <laughs> I, I know Glasgow was used for a bunch of stuff. I think it was World War Z. I All think right. they were used for. I think they also used Glasgow for a couple of things. I, I don't know if they did. I have a feeling they may have used Glasgow for Hobbs and Shaw. I'm not sure, but um, I'm not completely up to speed with that that series. Pun not intended. Um, but yeah, um, Scottish cities are becoming more and more sort of um, popular for filming locations. So 
yeah, that's going to be an interesting month. Yeah, and everyone down in London is like, that doesn't mean anything. It's like we get that on almost on a monthly basis. Um, but yes, back to the Fringe. Uh, yeah, I think this year has been one of the uh, busiest years in terms of Fringe and footfall. Uh, there's been a record number of acts available to watch, uh, as well as tons of free shows up and down the Royal Mile. Um, so yeah, if you enjoy arts or comedy or something different then it's certainly a place to go just make sure you book in advance because um booking on the day is uh, for hotels and such is not recommended strongly not recommended yeah i had uh, one of my friends uh, down there for about two weeks um performing there uh she's a, a kind of like a, a english style japanese pop idol um heavily into you know akb 48 kind of like style of performing and whatnot and she was there for like two weeks uh kind of overdid it herself you know she was exhausted by the end of it but uh no she had a good time uh which, yeah i mean granted uh i mean up here up in the highlands we only have the highland games and that's essentially it and i didn't go go to the highland games uh, myself sadly but uh i don't know if uh well granted mr i stay in my room all the time uh, Pete, i don't think you go outside at all for any kind of like outside events if they happen down here then they happen i'm saying nothing happens in no nope, we have portsmouth comic con and i didn't even go this year oh that's all right. that's a shame but anyway moving on to uh our next uh, subject and probably our last subject for um the cast is uh, our games that we were playing in the month of august and um I myself, obviously, I did tease about it uh, last month about uh, a new game that was coming out this month, but I haven't gotten around to playing it because it actually came out the the second to last day of the month, so I haven't actually gone around to actually playing it. So look forward next month for when I talk about that. But uh, what I have been playing this month, uh, I recently rekindled my love for uh, one of very few J- JRPGs that I've actually played in my life. Uh, being that of Grandia 2, which was part of the uh, Grandia collection that got released digitally through uh, various services. I think it's available on Switch, uh, PS4, I think it's on Xbox One, and uh, but uh, on Steam, it's like it's updating the existing versions that are on Steam, I believe, because uh, Grandia 2 already came out on Steam before the collection hit. And whatnot. So I think they're just updating that with uh, the collection. But no, I had uh, good fun playing uh, the second one again. Uh, played it on the Dreamcast many, 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 many moons ago. And uh, actually found the turn-based RPG um, real-time kind of like uh, uh, mechanics that they had for it. Um, really engaging whatnot and instead of the typical kind of like turn base you know just uh you know select your you know um characters moves for the turn and then wait for everyone's turn to happen and then the enemy will do their turn and then back and forth and whatnot but no it's so all kind of like the system that's probably most uh most seen sort of nowadays in the persona series um yeah but um, no, I've been having fun with that. And uh, the other game that I've been playing uh, for my streams, at least, uh, that is uh, new to me, 
uh, was uh, Super Metroid on the Super Nintendo. And, uh, of course, I've been playing it through the SNES Mini uh, that I have, uh, which I've been putting in all the mileages, even uh, even though I have had it for, what, a year and a half, two years. And this is me putting more time into it than I have actually owned it. So, <laughs> so it's ridiculous. Um, but so no, how, I've... How are you finding Super Metroid? I've been... Um, it's been a challenge actually because like i've i've been i've watched the game being played multiple times i know uh gerard this is like gerard's like favorite game or like one of his favorite games he he bangs on about it like forever uh and uh he's completed it multiple times and he makes it so effort effortlessly easy uh in certain parts where he's like finding stuff and then doing certain mechanics and stuff like that like the wall jumping I swear to God. Yeah, but I you could do that in anything that you're familiar with. Like, you, you could go into the Sonic 3 and Knuckles and just know instantly where all the big rings are and do all of that. Like, yeah. everybody has a favorite game that they play and know where everything is, you know? Yeah, but this is uh, but just uh, one aspect of uh, Super Metroid. The wall jumping. I can never get the wall jumping down. Like, at all. No matter how many times. It's like, I... Uh, one point i'll get it down to a certain point uh and it's just going from wall to wall to wall to wall but i see all these kind of experienced players being able to wall jump off the same wall and it's like how how can you do this i i'm trying to do the timing here it's like you know it's like it's split second frame there is something magical about seeing people who are well versed in games just completely break them or find out the exact nuances of doing this is why i enjoy watching speedruns um it's just a case of okay this is a sort of two frame window and they managed to execute it perfectly in just a case of right we've just skipped that entire half of the game congratulations um but yes uh super metroid i did play that i played that about 10 years ago first played that um and yeah i agree with you the wall jumps uh the bomb jumping the spark shine stuff all really hard and sort of really tough sort of pull off to begin with but um yeah nowadays I, I sort of pick it up in this case of oh yes i can just do this 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 um but yeah it's it is such an open game and it is it is why metroidvanias are one of my favorite genres is the fact that you can go if, if you have the right skills you have the right knowledge you can theoretically go anywhere and break the game sequence break or do whatever you want so i gather you're having a good time with this then yeah, I, I've been having a good time with it. Um, one of the things that uh, I've been having problems with is the, uh, like, there was there was a moment in the game where I was getting completely bodied by this uh, sub-boss here. Uh, I think it was in Morphair. And uh, it really was infuriating because I didn't have enough uh, missiles or super missiles to kind of like, because it's the one where you have to push it back. Oh, Crocomire. Yeah, um, yes. I, I couldn't re I couldn't recall the name, but you had to like time it well to shoot missiles into the mouth, and of course, if you use a regular missile, it'll move back one uh, like a step, but if you use a super missile, it'll push it back like three steps, and I only had like five super missiles uh, at the at the point, so it was very difficult trying to get, and I kept on dying, and and I was getting frustrated. I was like, come on, <laughs> it's like get moving. <laughs> 
but I eventually got past it. Uh, I think uh, currently on the uh, on the Let's Play, I've done about four sessions, four four or five sessions. I can't mind, but um, 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 I think uh, I'm getting through it. I mean, probably take me a few more sessions uh, off it and. Uh, once I do do it, I'll, uh, once I finish it, it'll be another game scratched off of my 100 game bucket list poster that's uh, on my door uh, that so several people have been noticing in, you know, various video media as well as, you know, streams and stuff like that. So, but uh, no, uh, it's good that I'm uh, getting through that eventually. Pete, what have you been playing this uh, fine month of August? A lot really um so for those that follow me on anyway know that i did the monthly let's race with and uh and the british andy uh in banjo kazooie of which i thoroughly trumped his backside but he's challenged me to crash bandicoot so that'll be coming up in the month of september and i've never played a crash bandicoot game before it's the same for myself i've never played a crash bandicoot is this game. crash and, uh, one for chance it is crash one you have my sympathies well, I mean, part part of the part of the agreement is is that if we're going to do a game that is part of a series, that we'll do like the first in the series rather than anything else, you know. So, I have we don't know if it's going to be the remake or if it's going to be the original. If it's the original, I'm not looking forward to hell. Um, uh, but yeah. Crash One is the hardest of the trilogy. It's fine. It means Andy might fail as well, and I might be able to catch him. It's fine. Um, otherwise, it's been a busy month for me in terms of the video games that I like. Uh, played a lot of World of Warcraft, as I normally do. Uh, World of Warcraft Classic literally just came out last week. Uh, I managed to get some time in on that, and I'll be doing a podcast, my normal Warcraft podcast on that this coming time and talk about that but otherwise uh, one of the big mobile games that i play dragon ball z docker battle just had its 300 million download celebration which is going on at the moment and it's celebrating the uh the cell games and the moment where gohan beat cell and uh yeah spoilers. it's spoilers for an over 25 year old series <laughs> yeah, 30 yeah, year old series yeah yeah a saga that has been obviously you know I wouldn't say parody. Well, I wouldn't say parody, but like, uh, like you know, talked about and discussed many times over. In fact, actually, what was it? The hashtag that was going around Twitter is like team te uh, hashtag team, team sale team or sell team and hashtag team gohan. Yeah. What, what side uh, were you? Uh, I was hashtag whichever goddamn legendary card I got. <laughs> um, uh, hashtag Yamcha. <sighs> yeah. Um, but I, I pulled the, the new legendary Gohan card, so that's fun. I, I was after both, but there's still some time to put it before the celebration's over. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. Um, doing some of the, the Super Battle Road, which is the really, like, bulls hard content to try and get the, the Goku and Bulma, uh, youth card that'll be available from that. I'll be doing some streams of that coming up soon. It's a lot of fun at the moment. Um... Finding some new people in the community to work with and talk to all the time. They're great fun. So, um, years. I do have cool. a question in terms of the World of Warcraft Classic. So, my knowledge of World of Warcraft is basically down to for the Horde, for the Alliance, and Leroy Jenkins. Uh, could you possibly expand on sort of what, what is different between the WoW Classic and the current iteration of World right. of Warcraft? Right, so... 
World of Warcraft, uh, Battle for Azeroth is the current expansion for the retail game, which has expanded over 15 years of World of Warcraft to what we had. They remade the world uh, with the Cataclysm expansion, which was the fourth expansion. So for those of you keeping track, we've had World of Warcraft, uh, the original World of Warcraft world for six years, and we've had the current based world for nine. So it might be due for a revamp at some time soon. Um, World of Warcraft Classic is essentially bog standard out of the gate the first expansion but it's loot drops and everything else is tied to the last patch of the expansion where everything was kind of like normalized so it's not exactly patch 1.1 which the game launched with it's 1.12 all right and it's just basically getting back to the sort of the world before the current world. exactly it uh, there's a lot of people who uh, there are a lot of people who play world of warcraft now that joined in a, a post cataclysm world so they never got to experience uh, the world of what it was like in well, what a lot of people call it vanilla or you know what I call it classic. And so a lot of people get to do it. A lot of people that really pine for the good old days are really enjoying it. People are just enjoying it. Um, it day one when when the servers launched, uh, I think it hit 1.2 million concurrent viewers on Twitch. I don't know what it was like on uh, Mixer or any other streaming sites, unfortunately, but yeah uh it all requires one sub so it's not even like it's a separate sub either so if you're sub to play classic you still got access to the main game if you're paying the sub for the main game you've got access to classic so nobody really loses out oh that's that's good to hear and blizzard get to turn around to their shareholders and go yeah we had uh, a 1.2 million high viewer on twitch on launch and our subs have never been better <laughs> though it is a free-to-play game uh to a certain level ain't it only for the retail version to level 20 mm. but the classic doesn't have that uh no you need feature. to you need to be you need to be a subscriber to world of warcraft in order to play world of warcraft classic all right well i know i know uh i i i can't recall if it's world of warcraft or just warcraft is part of my gaming list but uh i need to look at that uh you'll list probably again. find it'll be warcraft 3 i imagine well, I'll find out. If it is Warcraft 3... Well, actually, no, it's not Warcraft 3 because I have played Warcraft 3 and uh, that wasn't on the list. So uh, uh, I'll definitely need to uh, look at it Well, proper. Warcraft 3 has actually got a remaster slash remake with new models coming out soon. I think it's going to have a launch date at BlizzCon in a couple of months. So. Yeah, I, I played the kind of like a, a free shareware version um, uh, back when... Uh, school computers had the ability to uh, install certain games and whatnot and uh what was it there was there was warcraft free like a, a shareware demo version of warcraft free available on uh, uh, the computers at one point at school and it was fun to just you know go through the like first or second mission um of the demo as either the you know orcs or the what's the human race uh, humans called? Oh, it's just humans. All right. Yeah, you got the alliance, although you've got the horde. Aye. Um, but no, it'll be fun to, you know, possibly you know jump in there for a little bit. If it is World of Warcraft that's on my pa- uh, on my poster, I'll probably play to like a certain level and whatnot. I won't go too in depth with it, because um, I know fine that if I play something uh, for too long i'll get sucking in, sucked into it and it'll be a no escape uh just like the day by daylight um but yeah 
Uh, I think that's uh, pretty much going to be us for this uh, month's cast, actually. Because uh, I think that's all of us talked about uh, what we talked about, uh, what we wanted to talk about during uh, the cast. I don't think uh, any of you guys have any other topics. Uh, that, no, uh, no, uh, no. I've sort of not mentioned my gaming things. That is true. So. That is true. Ian hasn't talked about oh, his yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what, what have you played? So, basically, um, the big things um, uh, basically this month have been two different games, yet somewhat similar. So, uh, the first big thing is that, uh, as people are no doubt aware, a couple of months ago, Fire Emblem had released a new game called Three Houses for the Switch. And... Yeah, I've been playing that sort of on and off for the last month or so, and it is such an engaging game. It's something that sort of something that sort of just draws you straight in and sort of makes you feel a part of the world that it's created. In it sort of takes a lot from the more recent Fire Emblem games, such as Awakening and Fates, in which you play unnamed protagonist, which you give a name and certain personal characteristics to, and you give basically give a voice to. So your standard nameless protagonist uh, trope, but um, the fact that it's all played out around the fact that your choice at the beginning of the game as to which house you are aligned to, as in the three houses in the main title, dictates how the story branches off and how the story goes. And uh, the fact is, I'm currently playing through the Golden Tear, uh, the Golden Deer house, and I'm already thinking. How on earth is this game going to branch out when we get to the uh, Blue Lions and the Black Eagles? How is this going to happen? How is that going to happen? How is all these different interactions going to take place? Um, but I think the biggest thing is the fact that the characters are actually well defined. You've got your standard uh, sort of anime trope, uh, sort of anime and uh, sort of JRPG tropes for characters, but others are a bit more open and it's a bit more sort of different than expected. So it's a nice relief to sort of see something different and it's not just sort of everyone going all pally pally there's actual sort of grounded conflict such as um, uh, such as sort of people sort of being sort of antagonistic against each other because of their backgrounds or because of how they do certain things or sort of just general age differences uh, that sort of thing just sort of makes it a bit more grounded so I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of the game goes uh, I think I'm getting close to the end of part one I know that there's a part two Otherwise, they wouldn't be saying part one at the beginning of every chapter. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And then the second thing I've been um, playing, not only this month, but last month as well, uh, has been Final Fantasy V as part of a charity event called the Four Job Fiesta, in which players basically play through Final Fantasy V within a two and a half months with very preset roles given to them. So in my example, I had to play through the entire game using only White Mages, Mystic Knights, normal knights and geomancers which at certain points of the game basically went this is a boss that requires black magic I can heal them does that help? <laughs> uh, yeah so you've been having <laughs> quite the challenge with uh, your run in yes, uh, Final Fantasy yes. V <laughs> yes uh, but that has now actually been completed I finished off on Tuesday on um, actually for the purposes of the challenge I have actually been doing it on my own Twitch channel and yeah I'm pretty happy with how it's turned out um, now is the laborious job of sorting out all of the uh, the bots and such but yeah that was 
a really grand time and actually something I've been wanting to do for ages which was basically finish a mainline Final Fantasy game because I've beat the bunch of the, the spin-offs and sequels and whatnot but I've never actually beaten one of the core Final Fantasy titles so to actually get that under my belt is a huge achievement. Cool. Well, I'm glad you were able to do that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'll obviously have that uh, uh, you know, achieve, uh, feeling when I finally finish uh, uh, Super Metroid, when whenever that'll be. It'll probably be sometime later next month. But um, yeah, uh, I think that's uh, us uh, for this month's uh, last minute cast. Um, we'll just uh, t- uh, ask uh, each other uh, where they can find, uh, find on social media. Pete? Yourself. You can find me on my personal Twitter at Titans Creed. You can find uh, my gaming one at Gaming Phoenix if you don't want to listen to the daily babble that I put out on the internet. You can follow uh, YouTube content on my personal channel at youtube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions. And you can find great Twitch content live streamed five to seven days a week, including the Let's Race Against the British Andy over at twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions. And Ian for yourself? Uh, whenever I stream, or whatever it will be, it'll be at twitch.tv slash therandomgenius42. Uh, otherwise, I will be uh, often heard sort of uh, making snarky comments over on uh, Last Minute Continues uh, streams, more often than not, uh, either over XCOM or being the Quip King once again. Yep. Uh, of course, you can check out the Last Minute Continue stream at uh, twitch.tv forward slash last minute continue. If you want to find what I've been saying on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at TurboXLR, as well as on Instagram, as well as uh, check out uh, my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash TurboDrive Live. And uh, thank you very much for watching, uh, or listening even, sorry, uh, this you, you uh, podcast. Could watch this. It's just going to be a blank screen for most of it, unfortunately. But Yeah, uh... it will be. Uh, but uh, no, if you've been listening uh, to this either on the Last Minute Continued website at uh, lastminutecontinued.com uh, or through iTunes, uh, thank you very much. Uh, be sure to leave some feedback uh, with ourselves. Leave a comment, leave a review, whatever you like to do. Give Share out those little stars, those spangly stars, and uh, give us uh, what you thought about uh, this month's cast, uh, as well as last month's cast, if you uh, are feeling up to hearing back my monotone voice for about 30 minutes um but uh for now uh that is us for this month uh, for the august edition of the last minute cast uh i would like to thank uh, Pete and ian again for being here um for this month hopefully they'll return for next month who knows or we might have some new people coming in or it might be myself again who knows we will find out in september when we have the september last minute cast so for everyone here for last minute continue I've been John Toba Finley. Enjoy the rest of your uh, day and hope you have a great month ahead of you in September and we'll see you then. Take care, people. Bye-bye. Goodbye.